And a very good day to you. This is Pastor Mark with Touch of God. And thanks for listening in this week. Uh, We want to continue where we left off last week, uh, where we were talking about not worrying. No, there's no need to worry with the Lord. If you are a believer, if you're born again, you now have the confidence as you understand the Word of God and you learn more about the Lord's nature, His goodness, His faithfulness, that there is no need to be anxious. Jesus even said, be anxious for nothing in Matthew chapter 6, one of the best chapters and sections to read on, on not having to worry in the entire Word of God. As we trust in the Lord more, as we get to know Him more, we're able to trust in Him more, because when you get to know someone, and you know how good they are, and that they've never let you down, then you can trust in them. As we read the Word of God, and we get to know the Lord, we can trust in Him more. And we realize that, why did we ever not trust Him? Was it because people uh, that we know gave us a different understanding of the Lord? Maybe someone told you that, God's wrath is upon you. God hates you for what uh, you've done in your sins in your life. And your view of the our, our Heavenly Father is tarnished. It's, it's uh, tainted. But that's not what the Word of God explains to us about the Lord. Our Heavenly Father loves us. If He didn't love us, He never would have sent His Son, His only begotten Son, Jesus, to die for us to go through all that suffering. Imagine watching your own son, your own child, go through all the suffering for humankind. It was obviously worthwhile for God to sacrifice his only son for you because you are worth it today. You are worth it. God created you, and God wants to restore you. He wants to restore us back to the way we need to be and the way He has paid for us to be, through His Son, to be sons and daughters of the Most High God, walking this earth in fellowship with Him, just as Adam and Eve were to be walking in the quiet of the day, the cool of the day, in the Garden of Eden before they sinned at the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, in Genesis chapter 3, verse 6. So, God, in his infinite mercy, paid a great price for you. And so it is not true that God hates you and God has his wrath on you. The Heavenly Father put his wrath on his Son on the cross, where you and I should have hung from that tree, from that cross. We should be on that cross, not Jesus. But Jesus was the only way, the only truth, and the only life. And he's the only way to the Father, because he was the sinless one. If we were on the cross, our blood is already tainted because of the seed of Adam and the lineage we come from through Adam. But Jesus, the sacrificial lamb who came through the Immaculate Conception through the Virgin Mary was not tainted. His blood is pure and is 
this is the only way through him that we could be reconciled back to God. Because Jesus never sinned one time. He never sinned once at all. And Lord, we thank you today. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for your immense sacrifice. You didn't deserve to go to the cross, Lord. You didn't deserve to go to the whipping post for our healing. But you did it because you it wasn't even your will that you did. Jesus, you said that you came to do the will of him who sent you. That was the will of the Father, our Heavenly Father. And that is a loving Father who wants to restore you. He's paid through his Son for you to be restored. And now as we are believers, we've given our lives to Jesus. We receive Jesus in our heart. We receive God into our heart. We believe that God raised Jesus from the dead. We confess Jesus as Lord. Romans chapter 10 verse 9 says we are saved. And so as we believe this, as we take hold of our new identity, we realize that it's not like we said in recent weeks on this program. It's not just that we get to be reconciled and go to heaven. It is who we now are on this earth. We are sons and daughters of the Most High God, walking in confidence, in boldness. And we're now, Jesus said we should be doing the same works and greater than him. And we have now have the availability of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came to the earth. But again, we have to receive God. We have to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit to walk fully in the power of God so that we can demonstrate the kingdom of heaven. And you say, well, how do I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? It is for all who are believers. It is for everyone that God has created. But you have to believe. You have to be a believer. And just ask and you shall receive, the Lord Jesus said. Ask and you shall receive. So ask and believe that you have received and you shall have whatever you ask. Amen. So just ask the Lord right now where you are. Lord, I thank you right now that I receive the blessing of the baptism of your precious Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. And you uh, will at some point, whether it's now immediately or in a few minutes or in a few weeks or in a few months, you will start speaking in that unknown language, that beautiful prayer language of the Lord, speaking in tongues, praying in your most holy faith, Jude chapter 1 verse uh, 20. And that is a confirmation that you have been baptized in the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues, and you shall go out in power onto the streets in your neighborhoods, laying hands on the sick, and you will be able to demonstrate the power of God, demonstrate the kingdom has come nigh upon the people in front of you, and that is exactly what Jesus was doing on the earth when he was here. And now he wants to do it through you, because you inhabit God himself, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Trinity of God. And God wants to work through you as co-laborers with God. Amen? We are partners with him. So what we've really been talking about since the beginning of the program today is Ephesians chapter 2. So let's go through that. It says, verse 1, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins, 
in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air. Now, we were born, everybody says, yes, we were born into sin. Okay, to specifically clarify this, we were physically born out of our mother's womb after being conceived. And the very first second we were out of our mother's womb, we, we breathed our first breath. We had not yet sinned. So technically, it's not true that we are born into sin, because that implies that the second that you're out of your mother's womb, or even while you're in your mother's womb, you've already sinned, and that's it. But the truth is that the baby comes out of the mother's womb and has not yet sinned. But the baby will lean towards having a nature that is sinful because of the lineage that we go back to with Adam and Eve and the fact that they obeyed the devil, Satan, in the form of the serpent that day at the tree, as recorded in Genesis chapter 3, verse 6. So the baby will have a nature that is leaning towards sin and not a nature of the Lord because Adam and Eve sinned. And Romans chapter 5 talks about Adam in sin. Now all of mankind is basically going to be of the same nature because all of mankind came from the seed of Adam, the lineage of Adam. And we'll be going through Romans chapter 5 in a different program. So what we have to understand here is out of the gate, as they say, out of the womb of our mothers, we were already at a disadvantage. Everything had already happened way before we were even conceived, even before we were a thought in our parents' eyes. All the damage had been done at the Garden of Eden. And so it wasn't that you came into this world, like some of us, even I first thought, for many years not knowing the truth. I thought, well, I come into this world, the counter is reset to zero, the good and the bad meter, it's, it's right in the middle. I'm good. I'm not bad. I haven't, I haven't murdered anyone. I haven't killed anyone. So therefore, I'm going to heaven. But that's a lie of the enemy. That's a, an untruth. The truth is that if you do not receive Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, if you don't believe that God raised him from the dead, if you reject God, the default is the beginning position is that you will go to a life in destruction. Your body will pass away, but your spirit will live on. Your spirit can never be killed. It can never go to nothing. It has to go somewhere, either to heaven or to hell. You cannot quench. You cannot stop and you cannot kill energy. Energy is, your spirit is energy. It's, it's life source. And when you go and breathe your last breath, your spirit has to go according to what you believe. And uh, I pray today to any of those listening that you have not yet given your life to Jesus, you haven't received him as Lord. Today is the day of salvation. 
receive Jesus as your Savior and your Lord. Now is the time. Tomorrow is not promised. The next hour is not promised. The next 25 minutes while I'm talking to you, something could happen to you while I'm yet speaking to you. I pray that nothing bad happens to you. But we have to be uh, realistic about this. So receive your uh, Lord Jesus today. Receive him in your heart. Do not rebel or push him away any longer. God is not mad at you. God doesn't like the sin that we've all been in. But Jesus paid for our sin to not be uh, to to not to be remembered by the Lord. He has paid for our sins that we committed, past, present, and future. And now we have to take hold of that. And God wants us to forget our past, to receive Him, and and make Him our Lord. Decide to allow Jesus to take the reins of your life every day. Decide to follow him and not to follow the course of the world. Not to follow, as it says here in verse 2 of chapter 2 of Ephesians, the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at the work in the sons of disobedience. Who are the sons of disobedience? They are the individuals, these precious souls, nonetheless, that were walking the earth right now that do not know the Lord because they have rebelled against him. They rejected the truth and they are walking according to the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, which is Satan, the devil, the spirit that is now in work in the sons of disobedience. Verse three, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body, and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath. Now let's explain this a little. We, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh. So we lived in the passions of our flesh among the devil Satan, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience that used to be at work in us. Amen. Us meaning believers of the Lord. But now we are free from that. We are free from the devil. We are free from all the chains, the lies, the deceit. We are free from that because the Lord Jesus has set us free. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed, the Scriptures say. But as we have repeatedly tried to encourage you and teach over the last 10 or more weeks, you must read the Word of God to find out who you are, to understand your identity. And that is why ever since we have been broadcasting for the last 10 or 11 weeks on this particular station in Kenya at Reuben FM, we have wanted to make the identity topic the very first topic because it's so important. If you know who you are in Christ, if you understand who you are, now that you're a believer, then everything else stems from that. Everything else becomes a lot clearer. And then we can go and teach other topics. But the first one has to be, you have to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And now that's happened. Who are you now? Who has God created you to be? But remember in Genesis, uh, in Ephesians chapter 2 here, we see who we used to be. 
and it will go into who we now are. So chapter two is really the, the book of Ephesians is amazing. The word of God is amazing, but Ephesians chapter two shows you where you were and where you now are. So as we look at verse three, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of our body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. So there you are. That is exactly what we've been talking about before we gone into the scriptures. For the last 10-15 minutes, we've been talking about the way we were born out of our mother's womb. We had a leaning. Our nature was to be sinful, was to cheat, was to lie, to steal, to kill, those types of things, but also to carry out the desires of the body with those things that obviously we cannot mention on radio, but you obviously understand what I'm saying. And were by nature children of wrath. And so we were children of wrath because we followed who we believed in. Well, who did we believe in before we believed in the Lord? When we go back to Adam and Eve, who did they trust more than God? At that tree that day, Genesis chapter 3, verse 6, they trusted in the devil. They gave over everything. They subjugated. They gave over everything that God had given them and blessed them with to the devil. So he became Adam and Eve's master. And because our lineage comes from Adam and Eve, then we, born out of our mother's wombs, we had a master And it wasn't the Lord, it was the devil. And that is why you follow your master's instincts, you follow your master's traits. If you're around your master a lot, if you're around someone who uh, influences you, then you are going to take on their characteristics. And that's exactly what happened. The devil steals, kills, and destroys. And look what happens in the world today. People who do not know the Lord steal, kill, and destroy things. That is their nature. They lie. They cheat. All these bad things. The devil is still influencing sons of disobedience. According to Ephesians chapter 2, and that is why you still see bad things going on in the world today. That is why God's creation needs Jesus. The, 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 God, the, the creation is groaning, waiting for the sons and the manifestations of the sons of God. What does that mean in the Bible? That means that the world, the creation, the planet Earth, and, and even human beings that don't know the Lord, they don't necessarily know the Lord at all. They just know that Inside, they're groaning, they're moaning. If someone's arguing with you, and it's not a Christian, hopefully, that person inside is groaning, awaiting the manifestations of the sons of God so that they can be set free by the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and the goodness that God has done. They don't know the truth. They need to be led to the truth. They need to be led to the Lord. They need to be told about the Lord. But inside, they are groaning. They desperately want to be out of the situation they're in. But they take it out on you through arguments. And people take it out on other people through killing and stealing and destroying. 
just like their devil, the father, uh, their father, the devil, has his character is. They are following in the footsteps of their father. But that's not the heavenly father that we know. That's the devil they're following. Remember, in Ephesians chapter 2, it talks about the spirit that is now in the, at work in the sons of disobedience. And in verse 2, it says that he is the prince of the power of the air. So, we have a lot to be thankful for. But how did we become wrathful? Well, if you look at, uh, aside from what I just explained to you, if you can also see in Romans chapter 8, verse 7, uh, it says, For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Verse 8 says, Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. So that means that when Adam and Eve started to think the way the devil thought, they were um, deceived into doing what the devil wanted at the tree. And so it came about. Uh, Killings on the earth, sin was rampant upon the earth, and sin is still rampant upon the earth today. But people's thoughts, they are not... uh, they are not wholly blameless thoughts. They are carnal thoughts. They don't, people that are not born again, they do not, they just think evil things. They think, um, they, they do not think like God thinks. They may not always be planning to kill someone. It's not always severe like that. There are, obviously, it is in some people. But uh, most people who do not know the Lord, they are not happy. They're not content. They, Sometimes they say they there is a they do a white lie. They say a white lie, which is an excuse for well, I didn't really lie. It was just a sly one, and they make up excuses and hide their wrongdoings. That is what the enemy is all about: covering up his tracks, trying to conceal evil, and that is why the Bible says that we are to expose evil. We are to expose it in every way. That means that evil is sometimes hidden from us. Evil is committed, but it's kept under wraps. Ephesians chapter 2, you can see how rich it is, how full it is of goodness and truth, because we've only got to really verse 3 in 25 or so minutes. Uh, Verse 4 says, But God, being rich in mercy... Because of the, uh, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. We don't have time to really get into verse four in the remaining few minutes of the program, and it would be um, wrong to fly th- right through that to the next verse because this verse is is very important, it's very key. But before we actually begin to teach on that next week, it was important today for you to understand where did we come from? How is it that the Bible says that we were children of wrath? When we all thought, perhaps, I did, I did nothing wrong as soon as I was born. I don't remember doing anything wrong. I might have just lied a few times. 
didn't kill anyone. Where did that? But lying is sin. And we cannot sin. Sin is uh, an abomination of the Lord. He hates, the Father hates sin. And we have to do our best to live a holy and blameless life. And if we ever slip, like we said before, if you ever slip up, don't panic. Do not stress about it. Immediately, immediately go to the Lord, ask for forgiveness, and ask for the Lord. Just say, Lord, I receive your forgiveness right now with your blood. I, for, I receive, Lord, the cleansing of my conscience of all unrighteousness. And First John chapter 1, verse 9 is a very important scripture that you should have in your pocket wherever you go. And that is where that comes from. First John chapter 1, verse 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Amen. Amen. It's undeserved grace of God. Undeserved. We never deserve to be forgiven, but we are. We never deserve to be to have Jesus die for our sins, for to die for us so that we may be we may live and be raised with him in heavenly places. But God allowed for that. So be encouraged today, my uh, brother and sister listening in, and precious souls who have not yet given their life to Jesus. I implore you today, give your life to Jesus, receive him as your Savior and your Lord. He loves you so much. And I will help you through this journey. I will give you our email address right now. It's touchofgodradio at gmail.com. Touchofgodradio at gmail.com if you want us to send you a Bible. Ask that we send you a Bible. If you need it to be in Swahili, make a mention of that in your email. Uh, we're on Facebook uh, and you can search facebook.com and type in Touch of God Radio and pull our page up on there. Our website, it's at touchofgodradio.org. And we also have a YouTube channel as well with all these recordings on that as well. Just search for Touch of God Radio on YouTube. But I thank you, Lord, today for this precious audience. I thank you, Lord, for your flock that you have kindly entrusted to me and other people that uh, these, these precious souls listen to. And I thank you, Lord, today. I speak your life into their bodies right now from head to toe. All sickness, disease, be gone now from their bodies in Jesus' name. They shall live and not die in Jesus' name. I command life to their livers, to their stomachs, to their eyes, cataracts, glaucoma, be gone right now. Cancer, die in anyone who has cancer right now. Cancer, you will no longer live off the life of these people's bodies in Jesus' name. Tumors, be gone, evaporate, in, disperse into nothing in Jesus' name. Everyone, God bless you and have a blessed week. Amen.